of hours here at MutinyRadio.fm. Why? Because we have so many comedians that want to perform for you. So many that they're willing to jump through hoops. Hoops, I say. Yes. Um, they are willing to do tasks on the internet like champions to help out Mutiny Radio because they love stage time. Uh, here today on the happy hour, I'd like to let all the comics know that if you take an enormous stack of flyers, I will give you a coupon for uh, a free butt-in at any open mic you want. It's a it's a bump-in, actually. It has nothing to do with cocaine, but it's going to be a coupon that if I'm ever running anything at Mutiny or uh, at Brainwash, you can give me your coupon, and I will bump you in because you took a bunch of flyers. You know, give me a little, I'll give you a little. Here we go tonight, you guys. It's a happy hour. He did the tasks. You're going to laugh. Put your hands together right now. It's Colin Holtz. You fuck. Hey, I had no idea that I was first first. I thought you were going to open it up. And then, uh, all right. Well, wasting precious time. Here we go. Uh, I have been... Dating? I've been dating. Yeah, thanks. It's been pretty great. Uh, I went out on a date with this girl. First date, sex. Second date, cuddling and making out. Third date was just a kiss at the door. Our relationship is Benjamin Buttoning. It's a bunch of baloney. But when I gave her a kiss at the door... Uh, a homeless guy walked by and he goes, yeah, that's what I like to see. You two go have sex for me. And I was like, holy shit, that's not a homeless man. That's a homeless wingman. <laughs> Somebody give this dude a dollar. I was like, come on, girl, we got to go do this for the homeless. You know, it's just turned into a charity fuck. <laughs> These guys don't have a lot to hope for. Let's get it on. All right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, uh, I've been getting hit on by a lot of cougars recently, too, which is strange because there's, yeah, it's great, but it's strange because there's only a short time in life where you can say you've been getting hit on by cougars because, like, as you get older, they just become women. Like... <laughs> This this one lady, her name was Rocket. That's how she introduced herself. And uh, the way she hit on me was she showed me a picture of her kids. Yeah, they were only a year younger than I am. And her son could clearly beat the shit out of me. Like, in order for him to have an excuse to beat me up, I would have had to have slept with his mom. You know? And at that point, I feel like I've already won, right? Like... <laughs> Come on, man. Even your mom calls me daddy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard going out on dates when you don't really have any money. Uh, and I tend to date like a lot of high-functioning blackout drunks, which is bad. That is really bad because like, I want to be a regret, not a mistake. All right. Like, so what I've started doing now is if it's my turn to get the round of drinks, um, I will take drugs out of their drink. And by that, I mean I will drink half of their drink uh, and then I will pour water into the rest of it um, because I want the party to keep going. 
One time, uh, there were these girls at a bar. I wasn't even hitting on them. I went down the bar. It was like, guy, guy, girl, guy. And then these two girls, and I, they had a minimum tab. I just wanted one drink, and I asked everybody. But these last two girls were the only ones that wanted a drink. Bought them a drink. Sitting at the bar uh, next to them, and then they made one of those fortune tellers. All right. And um, they read my fortune, the fortune they read was, looks like you're going home alone tonight. Uh, and then I read the fortunes that they wrote. That was not one of the fortunes. They just said that to me. Uh, I waited for them to go to the bathroom. And then when they were gone, I drank both of the drinks that I bought them and walked out. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of the mic. Colin Holtz! Go see Colin Holtz every Wednesday at the Eagle. It's my favorite open mic uh, other than any of my own. Uh, Sign-ups are at 5.30. You need to be there at 5.30 because there's a big line. And it's a really, really great open mic from 6 to 8 every Wednesday, except for the first of the month when it's a showcase and he picks the best and puts them up at the Eagle SF, which is an amazing place. So yay, Colin Holtz, yay! All right. Your next comedian uh, here on the happy hour. Uh, hey, he did the tasks too. No one's had a problem with it. I love it. You guys are all helping me out with the promo. Put your hands together for Ahmed Abdelrahman. I've been uh, doing comedy for three years, and you're the first person ever to say my last name right. Thank you. Thank you. Is this, uh, is this on? Or am I speaking? Okay, cool. I, I thought I was speaking in the wrong mic for a second there. Oh, it doesn't matter anyways. Um, so, a lot of people call me motherfucker as if it's an insult. Um, I don't know, for me, you know, like being a motherfucker is more like a bad habit, you know, like chewing your nails, you know, or like, you know, it's not like I go out looking to do that. Like, I'll be honest, most of the time it's a mistake. The kid walks in the room and I'm like, oh shit. Well, he's not gonna remember this, so fuck it, I'll keep going. Oh, no, I was kidding. Um, yeah, actually, like, I don't see how that's, like, an insult unless you're white and you live in the South. I mean, then I can understand, you know, because white people in the South are known for fucking their mothers. Um, but no, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> not really. Well, yeah, they are. <laughs> Wait, are you saying not really? Like, I'm it's not, not a joke? I'm not kidding. You're not kidding. Oh, I, no, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I live in Humboldt County. Um, a lot of people might know that for weed. Um, but here's the thing, like, I didn't... I grew up in Oakland and I lived in Africa, so I wasn't really used to white people. And so to prepare myself, I watched a lot of Full House. Then I got there and realized that they had a really bad meth problem and started watching The Walking Dead. That's how you prepare yourself for something like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it's a crazy place, you know? I actually experienced, I experienced a little bit of uh, racism. I was walking down the street and I saw this guy wearing a white power shirt. But what really pissed me off was that he was drinking chocolate milk. <laughs> I told someone, I told someone this story later on. And they're like, "That's not real racism. You need to go to the South and experience real racism." Wait, what? I need to go to the South and experience real racism? Why do I need to experience racism, whether it's imaginary or real? Everyone should experience racism. If you're not experiencing racism, you're missing out. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't know it was a need. You know, I just—it doesn't seem fun to me. You know, like, like mayonnaise. I hate mayonnaise. 
Uh, that's another story for another time, though. Uh, so San Francisco, you know, this place is really expensive. I could never live here. Like, every time I come here, I'm reminded how broke I am. Like, I went to Taco Bell, and the chicken quesadilla was $7. What the fuck? And, you know, people, like, it's so expensive. Like, people are renting out closets to live in, like, thousands of dollars, which is very ironic that people are paying thousands of dollars to live in a closet in San Francisco. <laughs> I mean, it's free to come out, but you got to pay d- Oh, oh, man. So I lived in Africa, um, and for those of you that um, thought I was Indian, I'm actually African. Um, I know Ahmed, Indian, no. Um, And I'm Sudanese. Uh, What people don't really know about, like, um, Africa is that it's completely different from America. Uh, For one thing, um, driving over there. See here, it's a pedestrian has a right-of-way. Over there, it's a driver has a right of way. If you get your ass hit by a car, it was your own fucking fault. Why are you walking on the sidewalk he's driving on? <laughs> have you guys ever seen a drive-by on a camel? Neither have I, but wouldn't that shit be cool? <laughs> uh, I'm, I am African. Um, I'm not white. I just cleared that up uh, right now. I'm not white. I've never been white. Um, it's... Doesn't seem appealing to me. Like it really doesn't. Like, like I said before, I hate mayonnaise. Um, I can't get down with that. Uh, but yeah, um, my parents came from Africa in the '90s, and when I was growing up, they always told me that the reason they came here was to give me and my siblings something they never had. I used to think they meant opportunities, but now I know they meant toilets. Uh, you guys have a good night. Toilets are good, toilets are good. We have one at Mutiny Radio, yay! Could you imagine if everyone had to pee on the street? What kind of nightmare would that be? Ah, yay! I guess that happens in some third world countries. We are so privileged! Uh, Your next comedian, uh, you guys are privileged to know him. He actually runs an amazing show called Cookies and Comedy all over the Bay Area at places like Brainwash and other places. His wife makes delicious cookies, and when those aren't there, Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> uh, delicious and amazing things. He's also a delicious and amazing comedian. Put your hands together for Kikoa O'Brien. Thank you, Pam Benjamin. Uh, when you start hearing his wife's cookies as his biggest credit, you know you're going to see a killer, folks. <laughs> Get ready for some great comedy. Oh, my goodness. So happy to be here at Mutiny with Pam. This is awesome. I love stand-up in the city, man. I love doing stand-up. It is, it is great. Um, one thing about it, it takes up all my time. I don't have a lot of time to go to the gym now, and that's rough. I don't like being out of shape. As a fat kid growing up. It brings up bad memories. Um, I go to the gym. Like I still go like once a week, and that's that's not enough to get in shape. That's just enough to like remind you of how out of shape you are. It's terrible. Like you never see a guy at the beach who's all crossfit out, six pack. Like what do you do, dude? Like oh, I go to the gym four times a month. That's all I do. Like that does not happen. Like the worst part is not even like when I'm in the weight room feeling weak as fuck. It's after when I'm in the locker room and I can't fit that fucking tiny gym towel around my big gut. It's terrible because it's like I'm insecure about my body already. Now I'm trying to cover up my flaccid penis with this tiny fucking towel. <laughs> it's fucking terrible, man. I mean, most guys, they like to cover up in the locker room. It's, it's what you do. It's modesty. 
unless you're over 65, those dudes do not give a fuck. Old guys in the locker room are letting it hang, and they always want to talk to me. I don't know what it is, what vibe I'm giving off that I love naked old guys. And they'll start from behind, so I don't know what's going on. And they'll t- talk about Warriors or something or something I love. They're like, Steph Curry, blah, blah, blah. And I'll turn around and I'm like, yeah, Warriors look great. Oh, shit, old man dick. What the fuck? <laughs> Like, this guy's been talking to me for, like, 30 seconds. Like, he fucking knows me. I know nothing about him at all. Except he loves the Warriors, and he's definitely not Jewish. Like, what is up with the uncut old dudes? Like, this guy looks like he went to REI and got himself a dick sleeping bag or something. (laughs) She knows what I'm talking about. It's terrible. (laughs) I'm just trying to put on deodorant and fucking Freddie Foreskins talking about Draymond Green. God damn. Oh, man, good times. Hate being out of shape. You know, uh, one thing in the Bay Area I love, I love we're liberal, progressive, and it's great when we get behind real causes. But I hate when we get behind too many fake causes. It's like every holiday somebody's, like, posting on Facebook about how offended they are. Cinco de Mayo, everybody's offended about misappropriating Mexican culture. It's like, dude, I'm just eating tacos and drinking a Corona. Like, get off my dick, dude. Fuck, I'd be doing this any other Thursday. Like, whatever. The worst one was Columbus Day. I remember on Columbus Day, people were all pissed off. They were posting, Columbus is terrible. He was so terrible to the Native Americans. I hate him. And I get it. He did terrible shit. I'm not denying that. I just don't think people are really mad at Columbus. I think they're mad nobody gets Columbus Day off anymore. I think that's what they're really upset about. They're just upset they can't be at, like, wakeboarding. They're just upset they're at work. It's terrible. I hate that shit. It is fucking terrible. Like, my, my in-laws are Italian. They celebrate Columbus Day, so that's fucked up. They're, they're like some of the few people. They're like, hey, want to go to the Columbus Day parade? I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm busy making a painting of Joseph Stalin. Yeah, I'm, I'm good off the Columbus Day parade. It is terrible. Oh, man. So I work for uh, in the tech industry. Anybody work in tech here? Oh, cool. That's awesome. Well, I should be more I, – I, I, I work in biotech. Yeah. Actually, in, in the warehouse of a biotech, if you're like, this guy does not look, know, look like he knows how to make apps. That's, that's why I work in the, I work in the warehouse. Uh, warehouse life has been good to me. I've been there for 10 years. You know, I learned a lot about warehousing, a lot about life, a lot about Filipino culture. You get a lot of Filipinos in a warehouse job in South City. It is fucking crazy. My job looks like ceremony with forklifts. It's fucking nuts. I love my Filipinos, though. It's cool. Uh, take, for instance, my buddy Joe. Trained me on the forklift, got me certified. Also introduced me to my barber. I got my beard lined up. So I'm taking advice from Asian dudes on facial hair and driving. (laughs) Not exactly killing it. All right. Two stereotypes in one joke. I'm leaving out on that one. Thank you, Pam. I I hope he drives as good as his beard looks because that's... Good stuff. Yay! Kiko O'Brien, go see him uh, on the internet and uh, brainwash. Yay! Your next comedian uh, has very curly hair, and she's very, very funny. Uh, Her last name makes me laugh every time. And you guys are going to laugh right now at her actual jokes. She's a really funny lady wearing a really cool, like, retro outfit, and her ass is banging. I shouldn't have done that. Why did I do that? Why did I objectify you at the end? Because I'm a feminist. Put your hands together. It's Allison Hooker! Thank you, Pam. Yeah, my name's Allison Hooker, um, spelled just like the profession. And that's always been a fun conversation starter, like that really awkward time in junior high when I already had a great ass, but I had frizzy bangs and crooked teeth. 
and I had to write my first initial and last name on my gym clothes. So we just said, a hooker, down the leg of my pants and across my little nipply chest. Uh, they tease me. But they tease me so much that my gym teacher eventually gave me new clothes, and she told me to write something else. So I wrote the hooker. Because I loved the sexual attention, and I wasn't getting it from like being curvy, you know? I wore like a training bra to support the nipples that had come in. You're laughing. Did, did you have boobs or swollen nipples in junior high? Uh, nothing. Nothing? Skin tags? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> a little gross. I'm jealous, I, I'm still jealous. I was trying to smack my titties on a guy's face the other night. He broke his nose on my chest bone. <laughs> like, I went to Victoria's Secret and the woman's like, oh, like, let me size you. I was like, oh, that's fine. I just go to the like section with the most A's in it. You know, it's like finding batteries. And she insisted. Like, ladies, have you ever gotten sized at Victoria's Secret? Yeah? It's a confidence boost. She sized me, she told me I was a 32C. <laughs> right, I know, I just looked at her like she was stupid. And then she started to explain, she's like, actually no, it, it's not so much about how big the cup is, it's, it's how far it has to, fuck it, I wasn't listening either. I was like running to the C bin, I was like, ah, I'm 32C. I was like yelling at everyone in the store like, this is my section, cause I'm a C cup, like I'm a C. This woman's like, okay, put your shirt back on. <laughs> because, my tits, like, it's like they don't get along. They're really far apart, too. I'm like, guys, you're on the same team. Like, one of you gets sucked on more, both of you will. Yeah. But yeah, I went to the checkout counter, and I was like, yes, I'm just buying these bras. They're C's, there's a C cup. Like, I just found out today I'm a 32C. She was completely unamused. She was like, yeah, this, this happens all the time. I was like, okay, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> and then she's like, no, I mean, Cindy. She's new here, and the way she... Whatever, I wasn't listening. I wasn't really listening. I was like, I gotta go update my resume. Like I added to my LinkedIn, like C cup. I got a bumper sticker. So I went skydiving this weekend. Yeah, have to get my rush somewhere, you know. But when you go skydiving, you actually have to get strapped to someone that's more experienced. Um, so you have to like kind of sit on his lap and get strapped into him. And like Pam said, I have an amazing ass. So it was a little awkward for him. But you know, whatever, he was getting paid, so I'm not too worried about it. And we jump out of the plane, and then he pulls the chute, and as we're floating down, he whispers in my ear, now you know why birds sing. And I didn't know if he was gonna like drop me or he was hitting on me. Because I've never seen a bird with a parachute or a boner in its ass. <laughs> But uh, then he licked my neck and made it clear and turned me off. I wanted to put my pants back on. Uh, but, when, but I had this idea. I was like, how many times does he use this stupid line? And then I was like, you know, I think stand-up has given me a little bit of insight into what men go through, trying those lines again and again. So anyhow, we landed. I gave him my number. We had sex once and lost touch um, until he recently friended me on LinkedIn. I guess you can look up cup size now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess that's a professional relationship. I mean, he was working, you know. I guess that makes sense. But I know, guys, women aren't easy either. You know, I, I know, it's not just you. Like, we want, 
attention, but not too much. We want to have long, important, controversial conversations late at night. We expect you to do things. <laughs> it's tough. Okay, I'm going to end on that. <laughs> have a great night, you guys. Happy Friday. Alison Hooker! Jumping out of planes. Fearless comedy. Uh, your next comedian has equally as curly of hair, and her jokes are also very, very funny. Yay! Put your hands together, everybody. It's Amy Bebo! How are you guys doing? Wow. There's so much exciting stuff going on, and um, I don't know, do you, I give you guys a choice. Do you want to hear about my weird racist encounter in the marina this week? Yeah. Wait, or the fact I can't stop arguing with my friend on Facebook whether or not the earth is flat. Yeah. Oh my god, all of them are really crazy and I can't take it. Because now all I do is sit at home. All right, I'll, I'll go there, but because I, I spend a lot of time at home now watching Planet Earth, you know, and all I can think of is like, David Attenborough, I trusted you, but everything you're telling me about the poles and Antarctica and the sphere and the globe is fucking lies, and David Attenborough is in on it, and I don't want it to be true, but um, she, she just said the sun is only 3,100 feet above the Earth, and then she corrected, she's like, no, it's 3,000 miles. I'm like, which is it? <laughs> you know, I don't understand. Then I'll check her sources, all these Bible banger stuff. So it's weird. So I'll say this about racism and the marina. Um, if you're going to get your phone knocked out of your hand and broken by an angry racist, the marina's the place to do it because then he can afford to fix the glass after you call the police. <laughs> It was 150 if you go to the, because you're right at the Apple store, and they're going to get, you know, if you, if you do it in the tenderloin, they might bring you into any kind of shystery place, and they're like, oh, I fixed for you for $40. I'm like, no, no, it's more than that. It's more than that. Um, dude. Um, so, yeah, I was in the marina, because I live there now, on, um, on Wednesday morning. Rode my little scooter up. You guys have seen me on my scooter. Scooted on up. There's, like, a well-dressed marina dude there. You don't know if he's, like, a liberal guy or, you know, apparently, like, a rabid Trump racist, which was the latter. And uh, he's like, cool scooter. I'm like, yeah, it's fun. And then he's like, blah, 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 scooter, scooters, hoverboards. And then he starts talking about some dumb guy on a hoverboard. I only got a few minutes, you know. And, uh, and he's like, this guy on this hoverboard, he's the stupidest, stupidest, stupid, stupid, stupid. I'm like, you know what? stupid is that the Republicans have nominated Donald Trump for their candidate. Like, you don't need to tell me that there's a dumb guy on a hoverboard, you know, at the edge of a skyscraper. You know, that's all of us, you know what I mean? Like, waiting to see if we still have a nation after Trump, right? So he's like, you know, Bernie's a socialist and Hillary's a criminal. I'm like, well, she and I have something in common. Um, you know, except for that, sh you know, I'm a criminal in the eyes of my government where she's the criminal with the eyes of the government, you know, so it's like, it's a little different. And then he's like, we need Trump because we need a businessman who's not afraid to push the button and nuke the whole Middle East and get rid of all those sand ninjas. But he said the other one that I can't say because I got curly hair, but I'm white. And, uh, and I was like, and he's like, we got to get rid of all the Muslims, you know, and the sand ninjas and nuke them off the face of the earth and whatever. And I'm like, dude, um, you're aware that the U.S.'s number one export is weapons. 
we're feeling every side of all the conflicts. He's like, I don't care. We didn't start it. They started it. We're at peace after we nuke them. The Sen ninjas, right? And I'm like, whoa. So I go back inside. I go inside to get my coffee because I need some, you know, because I'm not agitated, right? And so I go get a coffee. I'm drinking my coffee. I'm like, I can't take it. I'm going to take a picture of him. So I go outside with my phone because I want to be like, this is what a hashtag racist Marina, you know, looks like Trump, whatever. So I take a picture of him, he hides his face, he, then he slaps my phone out of my hand, and then I had to call the police, 911, you know, and I'm stalking him down the street. And he's like, get away from me. And I'm like, my attacker is walking away from me, you know? <laughs> and then they're like, he's like, I didn't attack you. I'm like, she's like, please describe your attacker. I'm like, my attacker is a white male, you know? And uh, this is what he looks like. So then we go sit back down on the bench, we're waiting for the cops, and he's like, He's like, I'll buy you a new screen. I'm like, yeah, you will, you know? And he's like, I'm just really angry. I'm like, yeah, you are. And he's like, and it's just been like bubbling inside and I just, I just, I let it out. And, and that's the thing about Trump is he's giving these, you know, apparently 30% of our nation, <laughs> you know, who is like xenophobic and racist, he's like actually giving them a voice. And now they're not scared anymore and uh, we can't go back, you know? So anyway, I made $150. And my screen was already cracked. So that being said, fuck that guy. Go Bernie. And I will give it back to Pam Benjamin. Thank you so much, Mutiny Radio. Oh my God. My dad doesn't listen to this, but he should. Because he actually said to me this time, are you going to vote for that asshole Donald Trump or that criminal Hillary Clinton? And I said, I'm voting for the Jew, Bernie Sanders. And he was like, well, the $18 billion that he's going to, socialism will never work. And I said, $18 billion? Man, we can make that in a year with weed easy. Take it from a Schedule One drug and make it just like alcohol. The money's there. Everyone gets free health care. Hooray! It finds what is perhaps. It just seems so simple to me. My dad actually said, touche. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dad, you're living in Arizona. It's legal there too, medicinally. But soon we all get to smoke pot and feel better about ourselves. Uh, your next comedian is, I don't see his lovely, amazing face. Where is Steph? Is Stefan Massey here? My, my Vanna Hut talk. No. Okay, we'll keep moving down the list. Uh, your next comedian is here. Hey, put your hands together, everybody. It's Jeff Dean. Hey, guys. How's it going? I, uh, I just got this uh, moleskin journal. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I write my jokes in it. Um, and... It's mostly just so that girls can, like, think that I'm, like, ominous and artsy and stuff, you know? <laughs> so, like, I'll pull it out in an Uber, and it's like, you know, I don't know if it's working yet. Um, I, I, I've lost it a few times, which terrifies me. Um, I feel like if, like, you know, like, police sketch artists? Like, if, if one of those got a hold of this, like, they could draw my dick perfectly. <laughs> um... um because I tell a lot of dick jokes. So, um, have you guys ever heard of WeChat? No. No, nobody. Asian WhatsApp. What's that? Asian WhatsApp. Thank you. Perfect. Okay, and WhatsApp is just texting. So WeChat is just texting, but for Asian people, I guess, right? Um, so I have my first Asian friend. I'm from Reno. Uh, so I, there's just not many of them. Don't judge me. Um, he was like, Jeff, you gotta, you gotta download this WeChat. You know, there's all these cool features like sending gifts, which you can already do now um, with texting. Anyway, he won't even text me anymore with regular iPhone texting. So I download this stupid WeChat, right? 
And that's when I realize it's only for Asian people, so I can only text this one guy using it. <laughs> so I feel like, okay, I have to get back at this guy for wasting my time, right? So um, clear choice, what do I do, guys? I send him, start sending him dick pics, right? <laughs> um, so I send him 10 dick pics, um, not my own. I just Google dick pics, like all different, <laughs> all different races, all different shapes and sizes. Um, one of them's mine. It was like a fun game. Like, guess which one's mine, you know? Is it, like, is it the hard one? Maybe. Um, uh, so then, uh, anyway, a few days later, I'm at work, and I'm talking to my, my coworker about uh, rock climbing. I'm really excited. I just started rock climbing. Um, and I, I scaled this 100-foot wall the other day, and I wanted to show him. And I pulled out my phone, pulled out my pictures. Can anyone guess the first picture that came up? It was a dick pic. And, you know, what do you do when a dick pic shows up on your phone? You swipe right, right? Or left. I don't even know. Which one? Some way. Um, and guess what? I didn't, until like the fifth dick pic, that's when I realized there's five more dick pics. Um, so I'm looking for a new job, if anyone knows of anything. Um, seriously, though, because I resigned on Wednesday, which is pretty exciting. I hated my job. Um, I didn't find a new job, though, beforehand, which now I realize was not a very good choice. So, at the, so at the, in June, I'm going to be unemployed. So, um, so I've been having insomnia a lot because of that. Um, and you ever wake up after a terrible night's sleep and you just think to yourself, like, for some reason, I feel like I'm going to be tired, like, forever. Like, I'm just, like, I, I, I have a girl uh, visiting tomorrow from New York. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, and I was, like, at least, you know, I just get through the day, and then I get to see this girl tomorrow. Um, she's probably going to ha want to have sex, but I don't know. I'm pretty tired. Um, so, like, maybe if we could cuddle, like, I, if we could cuddle and I'll just, like, cry myself to sleep. That sounds great. Um, when I'm doing comedy, I really just want to make everyone feel really sad at the end. So I'm going to leave it. I'm just going to leave it at that. Thanks, guys. Jeff Dean, making you feel sadness to the depths of your cockles in your heart, if you still have one. You weird comedians hanging out at the happy hour here at mutinyradio.fm every Friday from 6 to 8. What's the happiest happy hour in town? Your next comedian, he's so happy, sometimes he talks about waterboarding. Put your hands together for Ken Suzuki! Thank you. So, white supremacy... That's the name I've given my loads. <laughs> because they're white and they're better than yours. It also makes some really freaky dirty talk when you're like, hey, would you like a shot of this white supremacy? <laughs> it's real strong, but it goes down real smooth. No, but in all seriousness, it's a problem. It's everywhere. It's a systematic problem we have. It's so bad. It's so bad that it's in, our, it's in Mother Nature. Mother Nature is so white supremacist, that's the only color she allows us to come in. <laughs> the, one the one time that minorities and people of color can be themselves and be intimate 
and be truly who they are. No, they're not even allowed that anymore. The white man's like, no, not even your nuts are your own. Not even your nuts are your own there. Oh, that is ridiculous. You know what's really ridiculous is I know that there's somebody at one of these mics that's going to go home and be like, oh, my God. It really is everywhere. <laughs> uh, um, had a joke, but I forgot it. So I'll go on to the next one. <laughs> My old man, he, uh, he, he's from another country, okay? And so he's a little, a little different than, than you and I. And he told me that the thing that grossed him out the most about the States when he got here is that we eat our steaks rare. Or as he called them, bloody steaks. They're like, they're raw, Ken. What you, how can you eat this? And I'm like, what? how is this? Like, you don't understand, Ken. In my country, that would be like our red wings of the culinary world. Now, for those of you who don't know what red, red wings are, red wings are, if you go down on someone, well, they have their period, and the wings would refer to the area around your lip. But I had to stop and I had to look at him and be like, these gross out, you people don't even know how to cook your own fish. And a rare steak does this to you? I had a whole rant in there that went like quasi-racist, but I don't know. <laughs> really? And I was like, oh, yeah, Red Wings, it reminds you of, it, it's uncomfortable for you because where you come from, if you want to be reminded of vaginas, you want to be reminded of like prepubescent schoolgirls. My dad's from Japan, if you guys are wondering. Uh, so if you guys aren't familiar with certain stereotypes, they're not stereotypes. They're pretty much true. Um, but uh, it got me thinking, though. We do eat some fucked up shit in our own country that we don't think about. We just take it for granted. Uh, I think about things like, what is cheese, right? You know? We eat it. We don't think about it. Cheese is nothing more than it's, it's fermented, okay? Fermented means rotted. Rotted. Milk. What is milk? Milk is essentially titty juice <laughs> from an animal that you're not supposed to be drinking past gestation age. Can you imagine as an adult going up to anybody in your own species and trying to milk them? No. But if it's from a cow, it's okay. Anyway, I'll work that one out. Thanks, guys. It's true. Uh, breast milk beer cheese, delicious and could save the vegans. You guys should see, uh, come here tomorrow night at 8 p.m. to see Silk Road, which is produced by who you just saw, Ken Suzuki, a rad producer, uh, also by Sanj Nawa. People on that show will be uh, both uh, Sid Singh and your next comedian. You should be excited for him. Clap your hands together, everybody. It's Stefan Massey. Oh, Sorry, I messed up the order. Came late, and that's why I'm sweaty as hell. Uh, okay, I'm going to give this to you guys in a descending order of roughness, which is to say I just wrote this uh, and actually literally just emailed it to myself. So if you'll give me just a second. Sorry. There we go. Okay, so uh, you, a lot of you guys are aware uh, Werner Herzog's making a documentary about me and my comedy. It's, it's coming along, but there have been a few uh, road bumps. Uh, he's gotten a little sidetracked. We spoke recently, and he said to me, Mr. Massey, 
He calls me Mr. Massey, which is very college professor of him, but it's doubly weird because I've told him that that's what all my non-Farsi speaking relatives of my parents call my grandfather. Anyway, he says, Mr. Massey, in my advanced years, I wish to pursue endeavors that are still open to me with the time and connections I possess. To that end, I wish to record an album of pop standards. <laughs> yeah, guys, Werner Herzog's gonna sing the hits. Uh, you guys wanna hear the first cut off this instant classic in the making? Yeah. All right. Don't, don't you want me? You know I can't believe it when I hear that you won't see me. Don't, don't you want me? You know I don't believe you when you say that you don't need me. It's much too late to find when you think you've changed your mind. You better change it back or we will both be sorry. Don't you want me, baby? Don't you want me? Oh, I, I've tried, I've tried. I've tried to tell him. You know, he can't actually sing since that accident in his formative years. You think anyone sounds like that naturally? Hell no. That's a, that's a, I guess you could, te it's technically a defect, but really it's, it came out good, so it's, it's all good. Um, <laughs> so guys, I've recently been, been doing this bit uh, where I talk about how having Asperger's is like driving in Berkeley, and I maintain that to a degree. It's, it's, yeah, it's frustrating, it doesn't make any sense if you've learned the rules, uh, and it's just, it's just very upsetting in so many ways. Uh, but guys... I, I don't think that I can really stand by that one because I drive in Berkeley. Uh, and, and just today, just earlier, I was driving stoned and on Facebook doing the pre-sign for this show. <laughs> so... That's I mean, I don't know. I, th I, think, I think people make a bigger deal about it. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm part of the problem, guys. I'm part of the... the system, however much I may rail against it, I am in the system, no matter how shitty I may find it, I, I'm, and I'm, it's like, it's a self-hate issue, because really, I could be better, but I just, I, I thrive in mediocrity, guys. That's, that's what's up. <laughs> I'm usually the one laughing that hard. I'm usually the one guy laughing that hard at, at, at the comedian that no one else thinks is funny. Thanks. Uh... Shit, I had something else. I did. This isn't an Archer moment, guys. I'm, I'm genuinely blanking up here. What did I have? Oh, yes. Uh, so I've been thinking a lot lately about that well-worn trope of, of the montage of, you know, of film and TV where you start have someone start out doing something not so well, and then over a course of three to five minutes, you see them become an expert. And I've just been thinking about that in relation to comedy. But I don't think you could really do a montage about a comedian's uh, journey because, yeah, well, you know, what would that be? That'd be like a guy at an open mic doing some jokes, not getting any laughs, goes home, he's on his computer with like five empty beer bottles around it, smokes a joint, and then, you know, does another open mic, uh, gets a couple of laughs, and then you see him in a smoke circle afterwards, and he's finally about to do his really big uh, showcase, and he's at his computer writing, sweat beating down the side of his head, teeth clenched, 15 empty beer bottles around the laptop, and he's finally getting laughs, guys. He's finally, he's finally made it, but... The problem then is that uh, you've just uh, gone 40 years in five minutes, so I don't know how well that would work. I'm Stefan Massey. Take it out. 700-pound monster truck driver mama. Stefan Massey! See him tomorrow night on the Silk Road. That's Ken Suzuki's show here at Mutiny Radio at 8 p.m. 
uh, definitely be here tomorrow. Uh, great comedy. I think everybody's Asian, which is called, which is why it's called the Silk Road. Your next comedian. I know how to pronounce his name too. Why? Because my boyfriend speaks fluent Spanish, and I learn things. That's so good. He's a very funny guy. You guys, put your hands together right now for Christopher Harmio. Hello Kitty Chesterfield. Just to be sure. Um. What? Oh. Okay. That, I'm glad we averted that crisis. Oh gosh. What? That was a lot. Okay. Hi. How are you doing? What are you eating? Burrito. Burrito. Cool. I sh- I sh- it looked like a burrito with the foil. I don't know why I asked you. What kind of burrito is it? Uh, one without mayonnaise. One without mayonnaise? <laughs> what, what? Where do you get the ones with mayonnaise? I've never had a mayonnaise burrito. I've never thought, I like mayonnaise too, but I don't put it on burritos. I just think that's like a crime against nature. I think it's, Alameda. you get one in Alameda. Okay. Never get a burrito in Alameda. Okay. That's the, okay. Good life advice. Okay. Um, anyway, no, I'm, no, I, uh, I, I have kind of a weird history. I grew up in, uh, I was born here in San Francisco, but I, uh, grew up in Utah and Utah is a very backwards place. I'm sure. I don't know if anyone are familiar, probably you shouldn't be. Don't, don't be familiar with Utah. Um, it's <laughs> no, but um, no, th- to kind of illustrate how, how weird it is, it's it, it, like 60%, I feel like I can't see you guys. Anyway, no, like uh, to illustrate how weird it is, like 60% of the people there belong to a religion that started allowing black people to join in 1978. Yeah. I'm fuck, fuck the, don't say yeah to that. That's, <laughs> That's crazy. No, but oh, yeah, no. But hey, you know, give up to the church. They did it. They did it against great opposition, which mostly came from the black community. Um, I think their official statement was something like, no, no, really, that's okay. We were kind of all right with that one. <laughs> but, it, but no, I grew up in a, in a town called Ogden, Utah, and it was known for having, having a meth problem. And I think that was, I think that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> You are really undercutting my, but okay, actually, I, you're kind of undercutting my joke, but not really. But no, they said it, they said it, they, had, they had a meth problem, and they, I, I just, I disagreed. You know, I think they, they had a, they had a, living in Ogden, Utah problem, and they had a meth solution. Um, that was a strange laugh. That, but I'll tell you, I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but it was just kind of, like, ah, I, I don't, I, it was meffed up. Good, good job. Good job. Excellent. Excellent. I'm I'm stealing that one. I'm gonna yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it's my concept. Damn it, it's my yeah. Um, but no, yeah, yeah, no. Meth is a good solution. Actually, I recently jumped on the meth solution. I uh no, I got prescribed. I prescribed prescribed Adderall, and I guess that's like prescription meth. Yeah. No, it's got it's yeah. It's just I mean, it's not exactly meth. It's got like a little bit. It's got a little bit of. Thanks for verifying my joke. Thank you. No, um, no, it has like a little bit of meth. It has just a little bit of meth. You know, just enough meth to wake you up in the morning, which is entirely not enough meth. It needs more meth. Okay. I... <laughs> Follow this guy's example. He's doing good. Yeah, he's doing good. Okay. Uh, you're you're excellent. Okay, here. I'm gonna hire you to be an audience member. That's what I'm gonna do. And I got the I got the horn. Um. No, uh, like, no, I'm not good. Actually, I'm not really good at doing drugs. I'm not good at doing drugs at all. I, uh, I, like, last time I smoked pot, I, like, 
I, 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 like, I smoked, a, you know, I got, a, I, I decided to smoke some pot. I smoked a little bit, didn't do anything. I smoked a little more, didn't do anything. Then I smoked a whole bunch, and like an hour later, my friends were like trying to get me off the couch and like, hey, do you want to go to Subway? And I'm like, I really want to go to Subway, but unfortunately now I am a couch. <laughs> uh, me and the couch are one, one spirit. But no, I, I pried myself off the freaking couch. I did. I got myself off the couch, went to Subway. And like, like I waited in line, and before I got to even order my sandwich, I ate like three bags of Doritos. I was like, I, like I just discovered Dur Cool Ranch Doritos. I was just like, oh god, these are awesome. Each chip is like seasoned by God herself. This is just amazing. And even when I freaking ordered a sandwich, they were like, hey, would you like a sandwich? I was like, that would be awesome. I could put my chips in it. That's going to be great. Anyway. Since I give, yeah, I'm going to end it on lunch advice. That's a, yeah, that's a great sandwich. Dr a Dorito sandwich. Lunch advice and drug advice from Christopher Hamio. You guys are listening to the happy hour here on MutinyRadio.fm, the happiest of happy hours. Your next comedian knows how to be happy. He also knows how to take drugs. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Zach Wiseman. Oh, yeah. I can roll around in the slip. Uh, you're not good at drugs? I'm great at them. I'm so good. I'm like 30% LSD right now. It's fucking fantastic. I am really, I'm too good at drugs. It scares me. You know, like, it, it really sucks realizing that one of your strongest talents is drugs. You know? Like, I'll make you proud, Mom. That'd be cool if uh, Jesus came back and he was just stoked at all the new drugs we had. Yeah. He's like, fuck, we had weed and wine. What's this, ketamine? Yes, I will try ketamine. Give me that ketamine. And then he did acid and he's like, oh shit. Me and my dad don't exist. <laughs> drugs are fantastic. They're the best. Drugs are better than sex. I'll say it right now. Resound roundedly better than sex. You disagree? Uh, okay. When was a? Okay. Has anybody ever had a single good idea during this, during sex? Oh, we got a hand raised. We have a hand raised. What was the idea? So drugs. <laughs> okay, here's here's okay okay. I had a comedy idea. And it was back that started laughing in his mouth. <laughs> okay, that. <laughs> yeah, cause sex is hilariously bad. Um, here's more evidence that drugs are better than sex. Uh, Jesus didn't turn water into pussy. He turned water into wine. He's like, let's get fucked up. Jesus was kind of a broy dude. Kind of a broy dude. And let's not pretend that drugs are the only thing that ruin lives. You know what I mean? People go to war. That's not good, I'm pretty sure. Pe like, people's lives are ruined by a trip to the zoo. You know what I mean? It's not just drugs. Like, I've seen pussy hangovers last a lifetime. Forever. <laughs> See people get their heart broken, and they're like, I'm moving to the woods. I don't want anything to do with the world. And it's all just because they're too cowardly to die alone, you know? Just fucking just die alone. Just do it. Like people, like, it doesn't matter how long you're married. You can be married for 70 years. You're still dying alone. You're just dying al alone in front of somebody. And that's fucking creepy. Quit recruiting people to watch you die. It's fucking weird. It's the weirdest shit. So how are you guys going to kill yourselves? 
What are you guys gonna go for? Any any good ideas? S slowly? That's normal. That's that's normal death. That's normal death. You're not doing no, okay. Good one. I like that. You you make the papers with that. I'm either I'm either going to jump onto the Golden Gate Bridge because that thing's really tall. You can kill yourself uh, that way. I'm either gonna do that or I'm going to hang myself underwater. You know, just uh, just a noose to the pier, rocks to your ankles, throw yourself over. It'll be great. Solve that one, monk. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, guys, I'm out of here. I'll get out of here. A genius or, uh, you know, uh, sociopath. I, I don't know. We're going to figure it out later. Uh, your next comedian is a super funny man. He's like the opposite of sociopath. He's like the person you want to nanny your children. Put your hands together for Cole Chapman. Coming from a nanny, that's high praise, but still, are you sure about that? I'll show up like, no, it's a vaporizer. No, it doesn't even hurt. Just do it. Just do it, kid. Come on. Mellow out. Chill. Chill. No, draw like a cigar. You don't know what that is? Just baby carrot. Don't worry about it, kid. Just fucking, you know, talk about giving kids drugs. I'm trying to tell you don't. I'm not going to nanny your kids. You. Particularly yours. They're probably buff and shit. You, that's exactly why. They're going to be contortionists. I'm like, gross. No, thanks. I don't want to see some ripped five-year-old coming out like, check it out. I was like, ah, gross. That's disgusting. What are we talking about? I don't know. Uh, hey, uh, you like mayo? <laughs> High five, man. <laughs> Fucking mayo bros. Look at me. I get paid royalties for bringing up mayo. It's just kind of a, a white person thing. It's white privilege. I don't know if you knew. It's like the... Thank you. Okay. Um, Mother's Day was fun. Everybody go home. You, have a, you say hi to your mom. Call your mom. No. We got a single no from a silence crowd. <laughs> Comedians. Yeah. Uh, and Scottish, I guess. Is that a stereotype? You guys don't like your moms? Oh, cool. Hey. Speaking of dead moms. Ooh, where's this going to go? Um, Thanks, Mayo, bro. Uh, I, I, I was like texting my friends, yo mama jokes in favor of the, uh, in celebration of the holiday, you know? And uh, I sent my friend one, he was like, or I was like, uh, yo mama's so lazy. How lazy is she? She got last in a snail marathon. And he was like, yo, my mom's dead. She's been dead for three years. And I was like, still counts. <laughs> She's not gonna win that snail marathon. I'm dead kind of lazy, if you ask me. Um, it's like, get up. Okay. Uh, walk it off. Uh, I, was, uh, <laughs> I was home and I was talking with my parents uh, at dinner. You know, we were having like a, a good celebration. And uh, uh, I got my dad like real drunk because, you know, I wanted to price some important information. What's that information? My full name is, uh, is not actually Cole Chapman. It's Cole Man Chapman. Uh, <laughs> Too many mans, honestly. Uh, it was like kind of like a fuck up. It's like he meant to like write the, 
you know when you get forms and sometimes it's like first, or like last name first name and you're like start writing your first name and you're like oh shit and you have to erase it like I have to imagine it was like he wrote Chapman first and then tried to erase it but then the nurse was just like Coleman Chapman what the fuck you didn't erase this long enough was that long and convoluted enough for you to totally lose the uh, the thread cool perfect this is uh, what I wanted um, thank you uh, so I was like, Dad, why, like, why did you name me Coleman Chapman? This is like a weird name, like, don't you think? Uh, and he was like, I don't know. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, fucked up. I was like, what do you mean you fucked up? Like, that, like, like I've had this for like 25 years, and you're just going to like react like I just caught you cheating in Scrabble, you know? He's just like, Coleman. I'm like, yeah, pronoun. He's like, nah, I fucked up. Like, what? Like, you can't. It's the same exact reaction. I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? Uh, it, was, it was not good. Um... And you know what? I have more stuff, but I'm going to get off because i got the horn. But you guys have been fantastic. Thank you. Chapman. Thank God that's his name because he's going to be Manny's to the stars soon. He's going to be taking it. It's not a nanny. He's going to be a Manny. I'm just making up a new thing for you. You know, they get 25 bucks an hour. You know, just, Manny's make more than nannies. It's the only place where men make more than women do. You know, it's so funny. <laughs> Even in childcare, men make more. Yay, Cole Chapman! Your next comedian, uh, he has an amazing accent because he is not from here. Uh, also, he tells amazing jokes. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together. It's Johnny Isaacs! It's mostly just the accent, though, isn't it, man? Give it up for Cole and for uh, Zach. Zach, the 21st century Beetlejuice. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I won't stop laughing now. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> right, my first joke's really serious. Um, I made a revolutionary change to my life this week. Woo! I now have my afternoon cup of tea at 3.30 instead of 4 o'clock. Isn't that huge? Thank you very much. So I'm rolling. I'm taking this momentum. I am rolling with it. I've decided I'm going to make some major changes in my life. I want to give back to the American economy. I'm going to be a small business owner. And I've got some great ideas. Uh, Number one is I want to uh, open a bakery and a library and call it Focaccia in the Rye. Um, and <laughs> uh, a waxing salon called Pubic Enemy Number One. Um, and a Shakespearean sporting goods store called The Merchant of Tennis. Which is not as funny. Uh, but yeah, it's really surprisingly difficult to get a business loan based entirely just off a pun. And, and no business plan. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how many banks are just like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, but I have got a really good idea. My, in, you know, in lieu of that, since I'm not going to get a small business loan, I'm going to start a crowdsourcing website. It's a completely original idea. It's called TripAdvisor with a Z, a Z, sorry, and it's where people go and review their drug experiences. So, uh, so yeah, you, you, know, you write down the details of where you bought it, who you bought it from, and then your, your uh, details, you know, your, your experiences. So you might put uh, acid. I bought acid at the corner of 21st and Bryant. I bought it from a guy called Angry Carl, and uh, I spent two days uh, picking apart the uh, hand-knitted sweater of my dead grandmother. Uh, three stars. Just three stars, because now I don't have a 
hand it as well from my dead grandmother. It's country uh, car. Or you might say, uh, I bought I bought Speed from uh, Frankie Free Thumbs because he's, he's got free thumbs and his name's Frankie. Uh, and I bought it at the corner of Sixth and Mission and uh, I danced straight for 24 hours. I didn't blink once. Um, but it's been 48 hours now and I still can't swallow. So five stars followed by negative eight stars. <laughs> because Speed is a horrible come down. Although I wouldn't, I actually, you might be able to tell by the name of the, uh, the dealers that I picked. I've never taken drugs. I've never bought drugs from a human being. Um, but it's okay, I'm fine. I'm a heavy drinker. Uh, heavy drinking is the name of the game in the UK. Uh, and uh, blackout drinking is a completely different experience from here to, to, uh, uh, to England. That's where I come from, England. Um, yeah, so I, I drank way too much in college to the point now where I will have four or five beers, be completely uh, coherent, comprehensible, uh, I'll see completely normal and I won't remember a fucking thing. So he will drive me home uh, from our like a barbecue at our friend's house in San Jose, we'll chat the entire hour home and I'll be like, oh, what time did we leave? Next morning, I haven't got a fucking clue what happened. Uh, this manifested itself in a brilliant, uh, brilliant thing I started doing when I was at college. I would black out, like proper blackout, like in the middle of this, boom down, like, like a fucking ton of bricks. Uh, I'd be in the middle of a sentence and I'd just drop. Uh, so per, my, my favorite, my no, most notable, one, notable ones, I should say, um, I was dressed as the Pope, because it was a fancy dress thing, and I was double fisting bottles of red wine and uh, passed out on top of the bottle, six staples in the back of my head. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, then my second favorite one was um, my cousin Mark, my littlest cousin Mark, who was 17 at the time, was uh, visiting me at college, and uh, he was running around the house covered in piss going, wee hands! which is a whole nother story. And I ran down the stairs to chase him, ran into the living room, into the lounge, and uh, passed out mid-stride and woke up like this. Up, up against the wall, like halfway up the wall with my cousin's, uh, I'd gone through a table with a TV on top of me, and my cousin's best friend was sitting there like this. Like fucking horrified. Uh, but my most recent one, which was my favorite, um, I passed out on the tube the day before I moved to America. Uh, I got really, really drunk the night before. I passed out on the train and I woke up uh, with everybody freaking out around me. Like no one was expecting it. I was just standing there. I just fucking passed out. Uh, and I wake up after a few seconds and everybody's like trying to call 999, which is 911. Um, and I was like, guys, it's guys. It's all right. It's all right. And also, just for reference, this is not the recovery position. <laughs> Thank you very much. Johnny Isaacs! Do drugs with him, somebody. My God, it sounds like a great time. Your next comedian, uh, he's also from the other side of the ocean. He's on the Scotland side. Put your hands together for Joel Spears. Thanks, Pam. Uh, you're from England? All right, we'll get a wee, we'll have a wee chat after the show. Fantastic. How's it going, everybody? You having a good time watching the comedians doing the jokes? <laughs> doing the bits? You know how the comedians do with the jokes and the bits. Yeah, you're having a good time. Uh, my name's Joel Spears. Uh, I've been described by others as if a Lord of the Rings hobbit wrote for Vice magazine. <laughs> Other people said, not me, mind you. No, so they don't care that you laughed right now. They don't, get, they don't care, so you, that's not something funny I've said. That's something funny that other people have said about me, so you don't have to actually laugh at that joke. Like, that's not doing anything for me, okay? 
Guys, I don't. You're having a lot of fun watching the the clubhouse comedy hour, whatever. Um, but I I don't know. Stand up comedy is traditionally a source of mirth and fun and everything. But um, I've got I got some stuff I've got to get off my chest. There's this, you know, there's there's this one group of people that have been coming to the Bay Area, and they're coming up here, and I don't like it. I don't like it. These people are coming up here. They're they're bringing drugs. They're ra- they're raping people, probably. There's no there's no substantiated data to prove they're raping people, but probably. Um, they're bringing drugs. They're raping people. Um, they're taking all the jobs. They're taking all the nice houses. All these these people. They're take they're 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 cramming themselves in living nine, ten, twelve to a house. You know these fucking people. They're. They're coming up here they're with the drugs and the rape and the stealing the jobs, they're stealing the houses. They're, they've got that weird smelly food, you know, that weird fucking smelly food you don't really, like, you just smell and you're like, uh. Um, they're, they're coming up here, they're speaking weird languages I don't understand, you know, these languages that they're talking in these languages I don't really understand, I don't like it. Practicing their weird arcane customs. These fucking techies, guys. These fucking tech people, alright? These fucking techies coming up here, coming here, taking all the jobs, taking all the houses, cramming themselves 9, 10, 12 into a fucking hacker hostel. These fucking people. These fucking people with their weird smelly food. These fucking turkeys with their weird smelly food. Their soylent. Their little nutritional milkshakes. Get all the nutrition you need from just one one pint of gloop. No, thank you. I'd rather eat three shitty meals in one day worth 5,000 calories. God bless America. Uh, <laughs> they're speaking their weird language. The fucking turkeys speaking the weird fucking language, the fucking JavaScript. If you want to speak, look, that's if you want to speak JavaScript, that's fine. But go back to fucking Java and speak your fucking JavaScript, all right? I don't want to hear it. These fucking arcane customs, may the fourth be with you. May the fourth, Star Wars came out like six months ago, okay? Nobody cares anymore. Nobody gives a shit. So listen, look, these fucking people, they're taking the Wi-Fi. They're using all our Wi-Fi, guys. What if that shit runs out? What if that shit runs out? I don't want to deal with that. We don't know. Scientists have done studies, but it's all inconclusive whether or not Wi-Fi is an expendable resource. What if that runs out? Look, I did... Look, all right, I got to get out of here. But look, I did not spend six and a half years on a four-year bachelor degree in comparative religion just so some techie fuck could build a robot that can do my job as a janitor (laughs) better than me, just because that robot is friendlier, faster, more efficient than me, and doesn't have to take five smoke breaks an hour. So fuck the techies. Get them out of here. Ship them back. Send him back to Scotland. Go back to go. Collect $200. Your next comedian. Oh, goodness. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about feminism, but I like it. I also love... I also love her whole new haircut. It grew out, and you look, it's darling. I don't mean to comment on your looks because that makes me an anti-feminist because it doesn't matter what you look like because you're funny as fuck. But either way, I mean, I covered her tits. Everybody put your hands together. It's Alyssa Westerlund! Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Thank you for the tits. Uh, 
fuck you guys. You guys are just whatever. You know, these are always with me. Um, never let me down. Um, just topical, too. Always topical, always out there. Always just relevant, you know? Just got to stay relevant, stay on the tits. Uh, so I don't wear bras, you all noticed. Uh, I don't wear bras. Uh, you know, for feminism, kind of, uh, but mainly uh, for freedom! <laughs> freedom. Yeah. Uh, freedom. Yeah, free the titties, especially if you got itty bitty titties, right? It's like I got the, I don't, I don't, I don't need a fucking bra, right? If I had big ass titties, I'd wear a bra. I'd do it. I would, I would, I'd be down, whatever. But right now the bras hurt more than the boobs hurt, right? So that's what we're doing for those big lady titties who are about to get mad at me because I know not everyone can free the nipple, right? Not everyone has that option. Um, but it's not, it's not actually a feminist statement, you guys. It's just about my own personal comfort, you know, aesthetic preferences. It's just, it's basic. It's not a statement, right? Like, I don't shave my armpits because I'm busy. <laughs> Very busy, you know? It's not a statement. And guys are always asking if they can see my bush, you know? And I can just go like that. I got, I got one, I got two. Now this one's mine. <laughs> and, but it's also the softest hair on my body. Oh, my God. I just love playing with it. It's baby fine, silky smooth, just so wonderful to play with that armpit hair. Um, and also, I've got a rash, you guys. Uh, I've, uh, <laughs> I just, I've just got this rash under there, and if I shave it, the rash goes fucking crazy. It just fucking hurts. This isn't some kind of feminist statement. Okay, this is about my own comfort, my own aesthetic preferences. Like, I didn't get that abortion to make a statement. <laughs> It's about my own aesthetic preferences. <laughs> I don't like the way kids look. It's too much competition, you know? Like, um, but, uh, but really, that abortion, that was rough. That was really rough. That was like going on a 20-mile hike I couldn't share on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and that is my only Instagram joke. Um, <laughs> It's the only one. Um, but you guys, wow, look at you. I just, um, look at you. This is great. I mean, I want you to look at each other, too. I mean, just recognize the badass motherfuckers you got sitting next to you right now. These people are doing it, okay? These people are doing it. I mean, look at all of you. You are all, we are all growing up. <laughs> to, together. And yeah, no, we're doing it. You don't notice it right now, but there's like it's like the there's like this octave, right? You're in the in-between space. You don't see any progress. You know, like me, I'm doing this open mic. I'm just praying to God that I'm funny, right? Just like every day, I don't see progress. And then boom, one day something happens. Now am I famous? No, but I learned something. So you'll be fine. You're gonna grow up just like the rest of us. We are gonna do it. We're gonna do it together. We're gonna love ourselves. It is so fucking hard, but we're gonna do it because we. We are adults. <laughs> we are accountable for our lives. Yeah. Nobody fucked this shit up for us. We did it our goddamn selves. <laughs> I don't give a shit that your dad jacked off in the bathroom after he asked you about boys. You gotta get your shit together. You gotta go out there. You gotta be. You gotta love yourself. And love these beautiful, awesome, badass motherfuckers you got next to you right now. Thank you very much. She's a guru to all comedians. I'm actually going to ask her to be a life coach tomorrow. I'm going to pay her in weed. It'll be amazing. 
Your next comedian, super funny guy, uh, he runs a show uh, called The Setup at 222 Hyde. You guys are going to enjoy all of his jokes. I went to college at the same college he went to, which makes me feel like I'm way smarter. Uh, and put your hands together right now. It's Richard Savante! <laughs> Hello. How's it going? Good. Sorry, I try to do the greetings. I try to stretch them for at least 30 seconds so that it looks like I filled up my whole time. Good. So you guys are doing good? Okay, great. Great. Uh, So, okay, I used to think uh, that calamari uh, was uh, an animal, a ring-shaped animal that lived in the sea. I, I... Logically, yeah. D- I, I, and I watch a lot of like Planet Earth, you know, that BBC show. And uh, I was sure that at some point David Attenborough was just going to come on and be like, and now the most majestic creature of the sea, the calamari. <laughs> There's a, they're delicious. <laughs> it's not often seen because of the depths which it inhabits. It's most often seen in seafood restaurants, where it's served deep fried and lightly battered. It's not over yet, if, that, if that's okay. Some might say the ring shape of the calamari is reflective of nature's predatory circle of life and of death. Now it's over. <laughs> Now it's over. All of my jokes will be delineated properly uh, with comments letting you know when they've started and ended. Uh, this is, you know, I, I'm like a chaperone for my own comedy. Uh, like, I love to blame people. It's like my number one favorite thing to do. It feels so good. Oh, my God, I love it. Sometimes it's hard, though, but I find a way to do it. Like... I was eating, and uh, the plastic fork I was using to eat, it just broke. And I was like, this fucking fork is so weak! Stupid fork! But then I was like, I didn't feel good because you can't hurt a fork's feelings. (laughs) And I was like, who am I going to blame here? And I was like, who bought this fucking fork? And I was like, fuck, I bought this fork. (laughs) Uh, And then I was like, well, you know what? Who made this fucking fork? The people who made this fork are fucking idiots. They're so stupid. The, the cover of the package should say, like, we're dumb. We can't make strong forks because our brains are too small. <laughs> the only thing this fork can be used for is raking a mini Japanese sand garden. Because we're so stupid. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, I felt so much better. And then, like, I just took the broken piece of my fork and I just like scooped up my corn and I was like, I'm smarter than everybody. (laughs) It's a weird set today. (laughs) Thanks for going with it. Um, I think about happiness a lot. I'm like, how can we be happy? So I tried to come up with a simulation to help people become happy. This is a simulation. You're in a, it's like virtual reality. You're in a room with a beautiful woman or guy if you're a woman or whatever, however you're <laughs> cisgendered or not. <laughs> you're in a room, there's a beautiful woman, there's a door. You go through the door, less attractive woman. You try to go back through the door, door's locked. 
There's another door, though, you can go through. You open that door, you go through even lesser attractive women. You try to go back through the door, door's locked. You could keep on going forever, and it keeps on getting more and more attractive, uh, less and less attractive. Eventually, this simulation is supposed to teach you, be happy with what you have. Don't keep on opening doors. Uh, the side effect, though, of the simulation is that it gives people an irrational fear of opening doors. <laughs> so I got to work that out. Thanks, guys. Oh, man. Goddamn. Hey. Richard Sarvante. I would have loved to have listened to his set, but Zach Wiseman in the booth farted, and I couldn't think of anything else. So it was a big problem, is what I'm saying. I hit him and say, stop farting in here. Go outside for that. That, well, I, I, if, I, if, if his farts had heroin in them, I would definitely get near his butt and sniff him up, but not today, because I don't think that is happening. But your next comedian, she speaks the truth. Do you guys understand the truth? If you haven't listened to the truth, you need to listen every Wednesday from noon to two here on Mutiny Radio for the AltaCast. She's my co-host. She's hilarious and amazing. You guys are going to love the comedy of LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, win! Yay! Happy Friday the 13th. Somebody's going to die. <laughs> but if this was a horror movie, I would be the first to go. <laughs> and you too. And, and you. And you. And you too. And then, ladies, you go next. Um, <laughs> no, no, brother, you're going to be dead. Um, speaking of dead. Um, <laughs> oh, I forgot about you. Damn. <laughs> You'd be the first. <laughs> so speaking of dead, or whatever. Um, so like I had a moment last night after getting off work, because you know I work in the marina. You've heard me repetitiously talk about this bullshit, and I wanted to go home and masturbate and take the edge off. And um, so like I like I was kind of stoned, and so I was just like in the bathroom by myself. And I usually don't do that because I usually keep my vibrant in a sock drawer. And and usually I'm like reaching for it with my blindfold, like give it to me now. And um, last night I had the worst myself experience, and it was because I was on Pornhub and I was looking for something sensational. And that sensational after scrolling for 30 minutes was like really bad because I felt really bad after I, you know, my vibrator died. Um, these girls looked really sad on the porn that I, was, I chose. I was like, this is going to be my coming experience. But it was more of a sad experience because after I was done and my vibrator, the, the batteries were going like, it went, and then it went, which means sad. And so that sadness reflected of like, not because the battery died, it was because what I had chosen. And I didn't realize that it was mom, or excuse me, daughter, fuck, stepdad, in three way with best friend next door. <laughs> I'm not down for that to an extent, because I'm like, that. I have daddy issues already. That's why I date older guys. And so that one, I was just like, I'm like, oh my God. And I felt so shocked. I felt like, you know, seeing like the towers of 9-11, like, wow. And that's how it felt like after I slightly came yesterday by myself and a shameness of like, did I just really choose that? That's, 
I have to question my sexual self. But I don't. But I'm like, I, I just had a bad experience on Pornhub. That's what it was. Because usually I'm not single, but I date. Um, but I, I have bad experiences in anything. Um, <laughs> so, oh, no, honey, I got it. <laughs> telling you that porn hub um but yeah so like i just i realized that i need to go back to the attic and get out my vhs because i used to use that back in the day and it was a little bit more classic with jerry curl porn and asians who don't speak english porn and like you know feminist porn where everything is there and it'll be in your face, and you have to get down in it and smell it. So that's fun, because um, it is, seriously. Um, but anyway, um, I'm going to give you uh, one of my quick, quick stories from the marina, because I usually do. Uh, so uh, this week, in the experience of the marina working there with Amber and Chad, um, uh, so someone asked me, like, how many kids do you have? Because I worked Mother's Day. And I said, I killed them. <laughs> I'm pro-choice. I mean, like, I take the white woman's route, duh. I mean, I'm, I mean, no, I, I just, I believe in, like, not having them when I want them. And some, sorry, guys, it's mostly all dicks here. But you ladies understand, like, I was, I was very smart when I was 20-something. And Clumpy is in a better place now. So I say happy Mother's Day to me, Clumpy. You're my boy. I wish I could drop this mic, but we have to pay for funds. So that's the end of this. Screw it in. Harder, 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 harder. There you go. Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. Everybody pour a little bit out for Clumpy. Yay, yay, Latoya. Latoya and Clumpy forever. Huzzah. yeah, you guys are listening right now to the happy hour here on mutinyradio.fm. Your next comedian, he's an amazing comedian. He usually does clean material, which I don't usually support just generally in my life, but I support him as a comedian and whatever he wants to do, whether he wants to fuck swear or not, he's a funny motherfucker. Put your hands together for Ashton Tate! Hello, what's up, everybody? Um, I, uh, I don't, I don't have a purse. I don't have one. Um, I don't know. I feel like as a man with a purse, you know, you have to defend it a lot. Like that it's, that it's not a purse, you know, not from stealing or anything. But, um, I saw a guy get his stolen downtown and someone yelled, Hey, somebody took that man's purse. Uh, instead of like stopping the guy who stole it, we all just kind of like pointed and laughed at him. Uh, and so he gave it back to the original owner, you know, and then he saw everyone looking at him and he's like, uh, that's, that's not mine. That's not, you can keep it. Um, keep it. Uh, in high school, I fell from a two-story tree and I landed on my head. Uh, but, but it did teach me that what doesn't kill you makes you, uh, Makes um yeah um but 
Uh, that's weird. But um, I uh, in high school, um, there was. Uh, did you guys learn about sex in high school? Some guys, uh, some guys and girls learned it. Some guys, you know, skipped class, went straight to the real thing. I was like, now nah, I'm gonna keep it to the books. The way. Uh, that's how I learned about it. Why? Uh, why skip it? Um, I'm trying to, you know, get ready for the test, not cheat. That's <laughs> cheating. Um, but uh, I remember in high school there was like a, you could uh, shake a baby. There was an instance. There's there's an instance in sex ed for some reason like the teacher assumed that you know. I think it was before we even learned what sex was. We just there, we were given a fake baby, and then uh, the teacher said, "Like, oh yeah, let's show you what not to do with it." And so uh, she asked for participants to shake the baby, and uh, no one no one shook raised their hand, you know, because um, you don't want to be the guy who's like, "Yeah, let me do it. I want to I want to do it." So no one no one raised their hand, and then she was like, "Oh, Ashton, why don't why don't you do it?" And, uh, you know, I was in a tough dilemma because I didn't have a date for prom, and this was uh, the, the day of prom, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't think that helps your chances if you're shaking babies in front of, uh, <laughs> in front of people. So, uh, you know, what do I do? What do I do in this situation? Do you, do you go for the A in the class, or do you offend someone who may have a baby? You never know who in these high school classes. So I shook it in a way that was, you know, show I'm a good dancer. <laughs> you know, just just like a <laughs> like that. And uh it helped me it helped me pass the class. Um I didn't get a date, but that's cool. You know? And now I know how to shake a baby properly. That's it's pretty cool. All right, well that's my time. My name's Ashton. Thank you. Bye. Shake the baby, Ashton Tate, yeah. Your next comedian, a funny man. Looks like he works out enough to kill 17 babies at once. Put your hands together for Jesse Warren. Thanks very much. What's up, guys? I'm on a juice cleanse. It's where I cut out all the people in my life who drink juice. Fuck them. I don't need them. (laughs) Fuck them, man. I don't want to hear about that shit anymore. Cut them out. I don't have time for it. (laughs) Yeah. Juice, uh, juice, you have to... What, dude? What's up? Juice, you have to put a warning on it now uh, if it's cold-pressed, if it's raw, because you can get sick from eating, drinking it. Uh, They warn you about the health implications... That's cool, but I think they should warn you about the social implications of drinking green juice. I think that's far more much of an issue. It's more of an issue. Because one in one in 100,000 people get sick from drinking juice, but one in one person becomes an unbearable asshole after drinking it. All right, yeah. That's true, man. It's, uh, it's very true. Like, I drank a bottle of kale lemon juice one time, and I took a soul cycle class that evening. It was awful. I felt like when I stuttered earlier, it, it made everything weird, and now I can't recover from it. <laughs> Warning, do not drink while pregnant or nursing. Side effects include naming your baby Apple. My, uh, my friend from high school just started teaching for this program called Yoga Behind Bars, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's exactly what it sounds like, man. Gentrification is expanding its scope to include prisons. I think it's great. 
I think it's great. I think it's awesome, man. The goal of this is to ease the transition for these prisoners from going from jail into everyday life, which is a noble goal, but I don't think that's how you do it, man. It's not like they're being leaving prison and being plopped right in the middle of a Whole Foods with a Lululemon handbag. These are still prisoners, man, you know? Like, like, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. There's more to that joke. Just a second. I forgot what I was going to say about it. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, jail, so jail, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, no, this is this was it. So, yeah, so, uh, I think a prisoner started the program. I think it was a prisoner who started the program. I think they were like, hey, how do we know who we're going to rape? <laughs> and one guy was like, hey, man, let's just pick on the weakest looking guys. And they're like, no, that heuristic isn't going to work. We need something better. We need to find out who's really weak, like, internally. And they were like, all right, let's just start this program. We'll call it Yoga Behind Bars. I think all it's doing is making stretchier convicts. I think that's the only side effect of this. This is stretchier. Damn it, dude. My head's hella out of it right now. Uh, my, I, I got out of a relationship, and I... Uh, and I ended things on a good note, which in my experience is the worst way to end a relationship. It's the worst. Because when you're, because I'd rather be angry than sad. I don't want to be, you can't, you can channel anger. You can't channel sorrow. You know what I mean? Like I go to the gym after breakups, because of course I do. And, <laughs> I don't know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I can be like, yeah, man, I'll fucking I'll watch like a motivational YouTube video and go jack off in the gym. Just like, yeah, man, this is going to be awesome. But if I'm crying and sad, man, I'm just going to be like, <laughs> I just wanted to come back. Can't channel that. Yeah, all right, thanks, guys. <laughs> Jesse Warren can try poetry soon. You're next comedian it's a warren rock block put your hands together for alex warren all right this is this is happening um so is it true though that uh jacking off into a sock it's kind of old-fashioned yes yes it's true it's true then that makes me kind of (laughs) old-fashioned i don't know I don't really know why it is old-fashioned. It's something that I accidentally wrote in my notepad and that I've been trying to figure out ever since. Um, one time I went and got... Actually, there's these, there's these pants that you wear. It's like they're compression pants, and they squeeze the shit out of your legs or your chest or whatever you're like working on. And uh, I think it's based on this thing called like contrast therapy because it's like the it's like once you take them off the contrast when you don't look as much like an idiot you feel really great about yourself. <laughs> so yeah, but no, I got stretched by this this Russian coach, and I've been thinking about this, and uh, and it's a, it's and I like Russian people, so he was just like. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he was like, he was just like, okay, he was like, Ladna, Devai, he's just like, you know, sit down, uh, hold a show, and, and then he's all like, he's all pushing me, he's just like, oh, go deeper, go deeper, and he was like pushing me way deep, and my fucking hip was rearranging, and he's just like, oh, you're very soft, and, and then that's, and I'm like, whoa, shit, that's like what he said to his wife uh, when he took her virginity, 
<laughs> yeah, but no, but really, but then he was all telling me about, this is the next part though, is you're just like, you'll have very soft children. And, and I was just like, wow, he's trying to get me pregnant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's true apparently that I'll have soft children and so I need to make sure that I train them by the age of six to become contortionists uh, because that's what you do when you have soft children. You, you, they, yeah, no, you make sure that that's their, that's their purpose in life, that they're soft. And uh, it would be tragedy if they didn't realize that. Uh, huh? Good advice. I want to start an advice column. <laughs> but uh, I think the first, if, like, here's a letter I got. It was just like, Dear Alex. <laughs> um, I mean, wait, I said that. <laughs> No, I messed it up. It was the reverse. It was supposed to be from me, not to me. So, so then it's not even I broke my own joke. Uh, the question, though, is, is how do you know, like, if you're talking to a girl that's, like, pretty attractive, and, and then you wonder, um, and there's, like, maybe she's, like, talking to another girl, and they have really short hair, and you're like, maybe she's a lesbian. And, like, what, how do you know? Do you just... Yeah. No, this is a question I have for the audience. This isn't a joke. This is <laughs> this is like me. <laughs> this is me trying to get life advice. <laughs> is that? But then that's not going to answer my question, though. All right. I was afraid. I was afraid it was going to involve something like that. <laughs> um. Did you know that there's this trend in history of there being um, food diplomacy? It used to be about Donald Trump, but now that joke is old. But I just wanted to say that it goes, you know, first it was Marie Antoinette and the cake, and then, um, and then it was Nixon and Mao when they discovered that corn dogs go perfect with duck sauce. <laughs> I don't know. It just, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna start a food truck, all right? I'm, I suck at this. Alex Warren doesn't suck, but he's excited about that food truck, everybody. Corn dogs and duck sauce. Amen. One, two, three, ready, yay. Your next comedian, uh, he is also a, a, a large man that I'm sure enjoys corn dogs, as most of the rest of us do. He's also very funny. He has a great website, and you guys should go buy a hoodie at justmeandchicks.com, but put your hands together right now for Ed Ant. Yeah. Just like always, I'm up on stage exactly after half the women in the room leave. Yeah, every time. By the way, Jeff, here's the moleskin that I put all of my jokes into. It's a callback, folks. My name is Ed, and I abuse my body. This one time in Cleveland, I spent 24 hours straight 
walking, just walking, and trying to get the fuck out of Cleveland. Now, the worst part wasn't the fact that my thighs were bloodied to hell. They were. It wasn't that after this I would spend an entire year outdoors. No. It was that after a day I actually liked Cleveland. I'm in love with a woman that's as intelligent as she is sexy. In a world where I would be a king, she would be my queen. I don't live in that world, so I hope she has a deep passion for porn and pirated movies. Yeah. I'm in love with a woman who says she's a masochist. I don't think she knows the meaning of the word. I think she's actually a sadist because she keeps telling me to fuck off. Picking scabs is like taking a dump. No one is going to stop you from doing it. But you should be alone when you do it. And anybody who tries to do it for you is crazy. The fastest way to get a bad reputation with a woman is to be poor and black. If I, if I didn't know any better, I'd say the assume the worst first, refuse to communicate directly with you, and then tell their friends about the bad experience and tension. But then again, I'm a man, and I don't know what women think. So I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you one more joke. My mom loves that I do this. She loves that I use my voice. But she wants me to use my native tongue more. She wants me to speak Spanish. So for her, I'm saying no. <laughs> Go to JustMeAndChicks.com and buy a hoodie and download all of his amazing podcasts that he does where he talks to female comedians. Your next comedian is another very funny guy. Put your hands together. It's Devin Kells! I just want to uh, apologize ahead of time for uh, gentrifying on the stage here. I think there's like a noodle house growing right there. And uh, that looks like an Equinox gym under uh, Jesse's foot. So... Um, but, uh, shit, man, it's been a long week for me, and I think I've hit the, um, my peak of laziness. Uh, I've already cracked a gentrification joke, so we know where this is going. Um, I, uh, covered my room with, uh, newspaper, um, because I just decided that I don't want to get up anymore to go to the bathroom. Um, I took, I took a cue from a parakeet, and I realized this was a great way to take on hygiene and also cons you know, conserve energy. So um, that's been going well. 
and uh, yeah, I brought a paper up here. Um, but uh, I was walking through the Tenderloin, and um, I like to call that place Bed Bug and Beyond. Ha ha ha, punchline. Um, and I was watching, uh, you know, tumbleweeds of heroin needles go by and happy people. And I started thinking of uh, inappropriate restaurant ideas. And the first thing that came to my head would be, was, um, was a barbecue spot that specializes in chicken called Cocksmokers. Okay? Every customer buys a pole. That pole gets smoked. Then they put that pole through a chicken. Then they stuff sausage in that chicken. That's cocksmokers, guys. I'm talking about chicken, not dick. Um, and then another restaurant idea I had was, um, it's called Al Quesadilla. Uh-huh. And that's where you, uh, you take uh, jihadist cuisine and regional Mexican food and you put it together. Some popular dishes include the Tokyo Subway Torta, the uh, Paris Theater Pizzoli. I don't really have a third one, but that was pretty crass. Come on, guys. Too soon? Um, <laughs> also, I wanted to open up a, uh, a bar, uh, 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 another barbecue place dedicated to domestic violence um, and music called Bobby Brown's. And uh, <laughs> what's nice about that place is, uh, you know, there's a lot of celebrity hood and domestic violence on one. So you could have a waitress. Your waitress could be Rihanna or Cher. You could sit in Ike Turner's corner. You could order the black-eyed pie, uh, flavors that'll knock you out, okay? Um, Chew some gum. Oh, I'm going to leave on this one. If I was a uh, lesbian and a metal guitarist, my band would be called the Carpet Shredders, okay? That's it. Thank you. See him soon on the Carpet Shredders. Your next comedian, a uh, really wonderful guy. We're glad to see him every time he's here. He's tall. He's funny. He's Connor Doherty. <laughs> Steph and I wrote some sports jokes. Listen up. <laughs> You're the one who challenged me to write sports jokes, and I fucking did it. I did? You might have been, been fucked up. I don't know. Basketball is going on. <laughs> this is such a losing battle, but I'm going to do it anyway. The uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder defeated the San Antonio Spurs. Crazy times. Yeah, OKC. OKC. The scoring tandem of Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook was too much for the aging Spurs, who learned that defense may win championships, but offense wins conference semifinals. Uh... Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so the Golden State Warriors just defeated the Portland Trailblazers. The, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the the uh, Trailblazers fans are still dealing with the void in their heart left by the void in Brandon Roy's knee. Oh! Everybody knows the only reason they made it out of the first round is because the Clippers had all those injuries. Which raises the question, why do the Clippers always have so many injuries? I think it's because everyone's afraid of Chris Paul. He plays point guard. 
<laughs> he's like Napoleon if Napoleon was 6'4", black, and averaged 20 points, 10 assists for like 10 years. Cool. <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan would be loving this set. I he'll know. listen to it later and he'll love it. I, I'm not done. <laughs> I think the Cavaliers are going to be in the finals. I don't follow the East as closely. I don't have as much Eastern Conference material. I know you're all very sad about that. I think the Cavaliers are going to be in the finals. LeBron finally has some help. Kyrie Irving is finally going to make it through the playoffs. Kevin Love is, I mean... He has his chronic condition, LWB, stands for little whiny bitch. But I think it's gonna I think they're gonna be good. Okay. End basketball material. <laughs> oh, this guy, what was his name? He left. He had the he had this punchline that kind of bombed, uh, where he was like not not even their nuts are their own. And since it didn't work as a punchline, I was going to say it should be an album name for a hardcore band. Uh, no. Okay. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll leave you with this. I gave a cat the finger recently. I actually do it a lot now. It's my friend's cat. I don't like it very much. I do it only when my friend is not around. Um, and I don't know if I do it because it's a cat and it can't understand or like this is just something latent inside of me and I'm going to start doing it to my friend's kids in the future. Yeah, I'm just talking about my feelings. <laughs> I'm done. This won't go up. <laughs> sports! Connor Doherty! Connor Doherty loves sports and cats yay i'm gonna teach my cat to ride a scooter your next comedian won't let me tag her on facebook because she's worried about her mo- or what her mom thinks put your hands together for annette mulaney thanks guys yeah my mom's a really nice midwestern lady and uh last time i was on the happy hour it got on the facebook and she went to the podcast and wanted to listen to it and I was like, please do not listen to that, Mom. And she's like, I don't care if you swear, uh, which was not what I was worried about. Uh, so, uh, titties. Um, I'm really envious of women who don't wear bras. Um, a bra is really the only reason I can participate in society. Like, if not for bras, I would only ever have use of one hand because the other one would just be holding them at, like, my belly button. Um, it makes, uh, it makes dressing difficult. Like I work in tech with a whole bunch of dudes and every day I kind of got to make the check to make sure they're not too apparent. Um, I don't know, maybe that's my own personal struggle to leave every day, not looking like a colorblind hooker. Uh, and I thought today was like a banner day. Uh, I wore this to work. This is good stuff for radio. Um, I wore this to work. It's very monotone. It's very uncolorful. Uh, And then uh, during a meeting that included the CEO, uh, I realized that I have a giant hole right at the crotch of my jeans. And it's big enough that you can see a lot. Uh, And of course, I was sitting legs splayed because I've been practicing power posing. Um, one of my favorite icons, Jesus, was always power posing. And everyone, you know, people really got behind his message. So I've been trying to do the same. 
So I'm sitting there like legs splayed, uh, underwear apparently visible, because I don't know when this crotch split, but it must have been sometime after I put the pants on. Uh, but at that point, I felt like I couldn't back down, and so I just stared him, and I feel like that's an even more power move. Uh, but you know, like, honestly, they, he shouldn't, none of them should be really looking at my crotch, because my tits are up here, so I think, I think it went okay. Uh, I, like I said, I work in tech. It's, uh, I'm not a big fan of it, but I feel like in any, any other industry, I'd have to wash my hair more. So that definitely keeps me going back. Um, there's not that many ladies in tech, but it actually, it's not that bad being one of the few women. Um, it means that when I cry in the bathroom, I don't run into anyone. Uh, so this weekend, uh, last weekend, I went to a cat cafe for the first time. Thank you, uh, because I have more money than love. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with cat cafes. Uh, it's Japan's latest, greatest import, but it's a cafe where you go and you get to chill with cats. Uh, you get unlimited green tea and you get about an hour. Um, but one thing I learned is that cats make terrible whores. Uh, I, one of the things I love about cats is like they don't give up their love too easy. You have to work for it. Um, but a couple minutes into like petting one of these cats when it fucks off, I was like, bitch, get back here. I paid for a full hour. Um, if you do go to a cat cafe uh, and there's only one spot left at the time slot you sign up for, that should be a warning sign because it was just me and a 12-year-old's birthday party. Uh, and they were all running around with the kittens, whereas I found the oldest cat I could find with face sores and just, and just spooned it on the floor right in front of the uh, bag where they have all the cat toys. So all these kids had to like awkwardly step over me. And I mean, I was only sobbing like very softly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, because that's my ideal cat would be old and mobile. And hopefully would have no legs, because I'm sick of things that run away from me when I try to love them. All right, thanks. And Mulaney loves cats. How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats, 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 cats. Your next comedian rides a motorcycle, and he's going to make you laugh. Everybody put your hands together for Avi Krishna. Thank you. Because I got a new motorcycle this weekend, and I want everybody to ask me about it. <laughs> it it's a Ducati 749. Uh, I know people who fit into an armor this size is a small are not supposed to be riding it. <laughs> but I don't care. It's so beautiful. It's like a bright, shiny red. Handles so well, so fast. It's like a great machine if you want to kill yourself. Yeah. Like, like if you're usually in your room, crying softly, cutting <laughs> yourself, and you feel like you need better tools to finish the job, get a Ducati. <laughs> like when, when I like get crazy lane splitting, and I pass somebody really fast, I can like usually see them in my rear view mirror, gesturing to their passenger and like mouthing the words, see that kid, he's gonna die. <laughs> like they don't know I can see that. Sometimes I think I'm bipolar, and then sometimes I think I'm not. 
my therapist said that's exactly what being fucking bipolar is, you moron. <laughs> Which was weird because one, rude. Two, I don't have a therapist. <laughs> Just voices in my head. Do you guys like impressions? Yeah. Yeah. Too bad I can't do any. <laughs> I can barely do an impression of what I used to be four years ago, which was brown. I used to be brown. I'm, well, I'm tall and white now. They said I could be anything. <laughs> Let's try some improv. Give me a word, any word, one word. Thank you. One more, please. Cool. Suicide. Let's talk about suicide. <laughs> Anybody else think about suicide a lot? Like, dream about it, fantasize about it, whatever? No? Me neither. But I decided it all started like when I was two years old. Remember when you were two years old and that one time you like mastered object permanence? Such a scam. It's like, like nothing lasts forever and then you learn it so well and you spend the rest of your life getting over it. That was sad. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna leave you with this. I recently tricked my parents into talking to me about my pornography preferences. I've never felt closer to them than at that point. Like I told them my roommate moved out, so like any Asian parent, they were worried that my rent would go up. So I was like, no mom, it's okay. I'm getting a new roommate. They go, who is it? It's like Tess. They take like some time to think about it and they're like, Tess is a girl, no? I was like, yeah. I was like, what are our relatives going to think? He's living with a female roommate. They're going to think bad of our son. It, this is India, so they're weird like that. So I was like, oh, no, 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 it's cool. Tess is a lesbian. So my mom was like, oh, good. And then she's like, actually, I'm not sure I should be relieved. And she's like, um, so lesbian, what it means? It's like, oh, okay, look, after I sign off, because it's video chat and my parents don't believe in tabs, so I told them, after I sign off, Google lesbian, make sure to click on videos. <laughs> so the next week, uh, when they're talking to me, they're like, we saw it, we saw what you said. I was like, did you? It's like, yeah. And just, Is this what you also watch? Only when I'm not dating anybody. I think next I'm gonna introduce them to furries. Thank you. <laughs> They are ladies. They eat pussy. Your next comedian is another lady. I don't. I don't think she eats pussy. I think. Uh, I think she's a very funny lady. It doesn't matter what her sexual preferences are because it doesn't matter if we're cisgendered or I don't even know what the terms are anymore. But put your hands together for Trina Roderick. <laughs> God. Uh, I'm so happy to be here, you guys. But it's, uh, I can't believe it's only Monday. I don't think I can do it. It's, I just, oh my God, like for real. Like somebody needs to tell me it's not Monday, please. Dude, I don't go to your job and, and not heckle you. We ask me questions or answer questions I don't ask. I, Didn't he lose his job? No, all I'm saying is, look, I just, I can't do it. Okay, look, look, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. I had a long day Thursday, got home, got super high, called in sick Friday, right? Was high all weekend, 
missed the eclipse. Called in sick again this morning because I was like, I can't do Monday, right? <laughs> I was like, fuck this. I'm not ready for Monday. But like, and they hate when you call in, right? And just leave messages. You're supposed to talk to somebody. I was like, no, nah, fuck that. I'm just leaving a message. But I panicked, right? And so I was like, um, my disability is flaring up. They hate that, too, because they can't ask me about my disability because I'm a lawyer. <laughs> Technically, they can ask me, but they all think they can't. So now they're not going to I'm not getting a call back. No way. Right? <sighs> so anyway, I don't have a job, so I don't know who I called. <laughs> they're probably definitely not going to call me back. How are you guys doing? Dude, I only just realized you were Scottish. I thought you were like speaking with a speech impediment on purpose to mock us. I thought I thought you were mocking us with your speech impediment. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, it's always Scottish. Oh, I get it. So I have like these like scratches on my arm from my cat, which you know I think looks weird. I I can't feel a little bad about it. But okay, here's what happened, Jeff. I got a cat brush that she loves, loves the cat brush. She's like, huh, and she's like so soft. She's such a priss. She loves getting soft, right? So she's like super soft, and she's laying there purring, looking at me. It's soft, right? Because I'm telling her, well, you're such a soft kitty, right? <laughs> Halfway into it, she realizes it dawns on her, uh, I look like a little bitch right now. Right? And she gets pissed off at me and has got to look tough and then attacks my arm. Just because she doesn't want to look like a bitch. Well, I mean, I get it. She does look like a bitch. (laughs) Because she likes to be soft. But she's also a badass, so she doesn't like anybody to know she likes to be soft. Right, Jeff? (laughs) Don't let your new friend know that you're soft. Oh, no, you're not the soft one. It's... You're, Kevin's the soft one, with the soft children. (laughs) I mean, I I All that's happening here is that, like, he knows he can get you. Don't let him get you, and then you guys will be cool, right? Like, don't let him fuck with you, because it's just a mind thing. That's all. That's all it is. Anyway, happy Monday, everybody. Yeah, you guys need to listen to her show on Sundays from 6 to 8 called The Immutables. This is the end of a happy hour. Thank you guys for being so happy. Put your hands together for being so happy. Yay, happy people being happy. Yay. Uh, the upcoming show is Pamtastic's comedy. It's the Hell Hat. So if you guys want to fill out some cards and make some comedians do some fucked up shit, please stay. It's going to be a fun time. But until then, good night. Office furniture, XX. A woman with a severed cheap tongue in her leg. Walter Cronkite, save your pennies for Pam Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess what? 
waffles. Yo, that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast guy. I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at MutinyRadio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah. Bye. 